0: There's a guy here just in the nick of time. What does that make us? Big damn heroes, sir. Yeah.
1: Ain't we just.
2: This
0: is the one that you saved. You are Azat's father. A clan... ...of two. But you have removed your helmet. Then you are a Mandalorian... ...no more. You're caught.
2: fractured our people Where were you then?
1: Did you think your dad was the only
0: Mandalorian?
2: All right kid, hang on You ready for an adventure? Hello and welcome to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM, the film and TV radio show where a handful of film enthusiasts shoot the breeze about all things film and television. I'm Marcus E. Ako and I am really buzzing in anticipation for the Paris International Film Festival, which is on its way.
1: Hi, I'm producer Dave. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that as well. And the um, new season of
2: The Mandalorian, but uh, that's all. Oh, okay okay so we, I mean we're going to be talking about the Paris International Film Festival quite a lot in in today's episode but yes let's talk about the trailer for Mandalorian season three so have you seen the, the trailer already
1: yeah I've seen the trailer I'm certain that the trailer was uh well a trailer was dropped uh early la- well last year to be quite honest but I've seen the recent trailer that's come through uh, and I am extremely happy that I saw the Book of Boba Fett because um the trailer is uh spoilery. <laughs> well the tra- the trailer will tell will start you off in a in a different place. If you haven't seen the Book of Boba Fett, I'm sorry, but you have to go and watch it. Um particularly those episodes with the Mandalorian, which we've already discussed at length actually.
2: Yeah, so so if you don't want to dive into Book of Boba Fett, just go in and watch I think it's episode uh, it's episodes five and six in the book of Mandalorian, sorry, the the book of Boba Fett. That's all you really need to watch. Maybe the last episode as well, just to see how they wrap that bit up. But five, yeah, actually no, yes, that's that's what it is. So you all you need to do is watch the last three episodes of the book of uh, the book of Boba Fett, and then you can jump back into Mandalorian season three. Um, I, I haven't seen the trailer. I've avoided the trailer um, at the moment because I, I I like, especially for TV shows like this, things I'm really buzzed about, I don't want to see trailers for them because if I do, I'll get to see jokes, I'll get to see uh, plot points, I'll get to see characters that pop up, and I want to be surprised when I'm watching it. So uh, another show that is dropping soon. And producer Dave, you haven't seen this yet,
1: have you? You haven't seen Ted Lasso. No, I haven't, but just quickly going back to uh, Mandalorian, let me just put your mind at ease. The trailer is um, basically action points. You don't see any of the stories or anything at all. There is one scene in there that is almost a repeat of the end of the Boba Fett, where they're in the spacecraft. And yeah, and there's that, that cute little scene in that one. I'm going to spoil it for everyone, because there's that cute little scene in there where Grogu is tapping away. And all of a sudden, they go zooming away. And Grogu is like, ee! because he's going really, really fast. <laughs> where well, you see a little bit of that as well, but you don't see any new characters or anything else like that. It's very short, and it's just okay. action points from different episodes. So it, it's not really that much of a trailer, but. When it so it's comes, more a, to, so it's more of a teaser. It's more of a it's, teaser. It's a real yeah. teaser. It really is. It's just a teaser. Getting back to Ted Lasso, I still haven't sat and watched an entire episode of that yet. Um, I have to admit, it's on my list of things I'm going to watch, and I'm working my way slowly through them. But uh, uh, Apple TV. A lot of their shows are so, they're dramas, and they're really good dramas, and they do require a lot of uh, concentration. So, you know, I'm, I'm focusing on them. Maybe I should break off into Ted Lasso so I can get some comic relief because uh, oh, at the moment, I should. think I definitely need it.
2: Oh, you should, you absolutely 100% should get I, I, I keep saying, they should start paying me because of how much I publicize Ted Lasso. No, they, they shouldn't pay me because I'll do it for free anyway just if if they can let me go on set one day just to watch them filming it that would be fantastic because that TV show is just so fantastic. I watch scenes on YouTube of from that show and I start to well up the moment the, there's the melody that kicks in and I think it's I think the, um, the, the, the 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 person behind the score is one of the Mumford Brothers. Among Mumford Brothers, from Mumford and Sons, these Mumford and Sons the group? I think it's. I think it's one of them. Uh, I think he's behind, and he is. It. It's so simple, but just oh, it pulls at the heartstrings. Love that TV show. I saw a still on Instagram. Um, one of the one of the actors from from the show. He plays Roy Kent. I can't remember his name. Um, Brett Goldstein. I I'll, I'll, I'll try remember him. Um, but he posted a, a still from one of the uh, from 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 the episode from the, the show the third season and again if you're following it you see three major characters you see ted lasso and two other characters that are there effectively two villains and the hero and the, the framing of the shot alone it's so dramatic in such a lighthearted comedy that you like Damn, I can't wait to dive back in. But you need to watch the show from beginning to end to, to get the feels I'm talking about just by looking at that one still image. Anyway, Ted Lasso is coming soon. I think it's coming out in the spring, if if I go by what the uh, Instagram post says. Either way, as soon as it drops, I'm binge watching that entire thing. And in fact, that's the thing. I think they dropped the episode. By, Apple are doing the same kind of thing where they're dropping uh, – ep- they're making it episodic, which – As you've heard my arguments with producer Dave, producer Dave, he's happy being the episodic guy. I'm not. I've got way too many things I want to watch and I want everything now so I can binge watch it and move on to the next thing. Unfortunately, Ted Lasso is going to make me watch it episode after episode and I'm going to have to do that. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, you're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Ako. I'm producer Dave. And uh, on the show today, we already kind of alluded to it, we're going to be speaking with great friend of the show, uh, filmmaker, film festival director, Jenna Suru, uh, because it's that time of the year again. It's almost coming to Valentine's. And where do you want to go spend Valentine? Of course, you want to go to Paris, the city you love, right, for the Paris International Film Festival, because Paris International Film Festival is coming back around in February and uh, jenna is going to be talking with us in our spotlight section later on in the show today uh but before we do any of that stuff let's jump into film and tv news our film and TV news session today, this just in. In fact, it popped in just as producer Dave and I were chatting about some stuff. We'd already discussed what we were going to be talking about. And then in the middle of a conversation, right as we're recording, this popped up on my notification. BAFTA nominations 2023 uh, uh, have been announced. Here is a list of movies that have been announced for uh the BAFTA nomination. I'm I'm reading this straight off the independent.co.uk and it says BAFTA nominations were announced in London. Nominees were revealed by Hayley Atwell. Oh that woman is just... I say this all the time and uh, call me sexist or whatever but she's just gorgeous. She is in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. She's the ultimate version of Captain America where if you watch the War Tip series um it wasn't steve rogers that got the serum it was her uh, i can't remember her captain carter major carter Car- carter um so uh, carter is the one who is captain carter that's what, what she's called she presented with ted lasso actor tohib jimo at a live press conference at 12 p.m on thursday which is uh when we're recording this and this year's bafta's Uh, will be presented by Richard E. Grant and Alison Hammond. So the British version of the Oscars, essentially. Here are some of the nominations uh, that we will go through. We'll go through some of them, not all of them, but here's what we've got. We've got, first of all, Best Animated Film, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Marcel, The Shell with Shoes On, Puss in Boots, Last Wish, and uh, Turning Red. Uh, Let's see... What else is okay? So uh movies of oh, it says the the film that leads with the lead nominations is all quiet uh, quiet on the western front, banshees of um Sheeran, banshees of inishiren and everything everywhere all at once both have 10 nominations. Elvis has nine, and tar has five. So here are the nominations for best film, all quiet in the western front, banshees of inner Sheeran, elvis. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, Tar. pretty Today, have you seen any of those films?
1: Um, not yet. Um, and She's of, of Inner and I was going to watch tonight, and um, okay. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, I, I, I was going to watch later on this week. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching those two, especially Everything, Everywhere, All at Once.
2: So I've seen both, and both films cannot be diametrically opposite to each other. Um, Banshees of Inner Sheeran is a very, it, it's, it's very, um, also it, it, it's, there is barely any action in it whatsoever, considering it was, is written by Martin McDonough, who did, uh, in Bruges, Seven Psychopaths, uh, Three Billboards Outside of uh, Ebbing, Missouri. So you are expecting fantastic dialogue with a lot of swearing and a lot of action. This has a lot of, um, it has, Fantastic dialogue, tiny little bit of swearing, or not too much, tiny little bit of swearing, and virtually no action whatsoever. And it's about um, Colin Farrell's character. uh, I can't remember the names. Uh, Colin Farrell's character and uh, uh, Brendan Gleeson's uh, character. They're in this tiny little Irish island called Inishirn in 1920s. And they're best of friends, but the movie starts off with... Uh, Brendan Gleeson's character no longer wanted to be friends with Colin Farrell's character and Colin Farrell is just trying to figure out why that's what the movie is about that's what the entire movie is about it's oh my god it's beautiful it's good it's a good good film it's it covers themes from it it, is essentially you're watching a breakup happen and that's what the entire movie is about fantastic everything everywhere all at once is the complete opposite. It is a bonkers movie, and it, it it involves multiversal travel. There is action. There is, is it's Michelle Yeoh is fantastic in it. She won the Golden Globe, um, and the the actor, the the her counterpart in it, uh, won also best male in uh, best male actor in the film as well. It's got um it, it's it's a great film. It's 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 a great film. Here's one thing I would ta- I would say about. Um, everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, be prepared for how weird it's going to get, because boy, it goes just utterly insane. I watched it with my family, and I'm, I'm the rest of my family checked out at one point. They were like, nah, I'm tapping out. This movie is way too weird for me, and, and about the 70 like 75 percent through the movie at that point i'm like i could see why loads of people would tap out i'm watching this till the very end i enjoyed every single little bit of it i would happily watch it again because of how bonkers it is i would just choose different people to watch it with because it's just that, that's what i would say to you right pretty today when you watch it just prepare yourself for how bonkers that movie gets anyway so that's best film uh, category Best leading actor, Austin Butler for Elvis, Colin Farrell for Banshees of Inisherin, Brendan Gleason for The Whale, I'm sorry, no, I, Brendan Fraser for The Whale, uh, Daryl McCormick for Good Luck with You, Leo Grand, Good Luck to You, Leo Grand, Paul Mescal in After Sun, and Bill Nye in Living. Again, only seen Colin Farrell's movie, so um, I, th- I thought he was fantastic and it's phenomenal, although Austin Butler has been getting all the the plaudits for Elvis. Same with Brendan Gleeson. I keep saying Brendan Gleeson, Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser also has been getting a lot of plaudits for the whale, don't know um, how that's gonna go. It's a three way battle. I don't think any of the others have a shoe in. Anyway, supporting actress, Angela Bassett for Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Hong Chao for the whale, Kerry Condon for the Banshees of Inner Shearing, Dolly de Leong, Triangle of Success, Jamie Lee Curtis, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Kerry Mulligan, She Said. Sorry, Dolly uh, De Leon
1: is Triangle of Sadness. Yes, success. What did I say? Success. Did I say triangle.
2: Oh, my bad. Um, sorry, I'll say that again. Dolly De Leon, Triangle of Sadness. I, I don't, I, I forgot. I don't know how to read. I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm reading, I'm reading, I'm reading from shapes of the words. That's what it is. Uh, best supporting actor, Brendan Gleason. I got his name right this time. Uh, the Banshees of Inisherin. Barry Keegan from The Banshees of Inishirin, Kay. Hugh Kwan from everything everywhere all at once i mentioned him earlier he got the golden globe he's also fantastic he he his oh not, again not going to say anything about his character cuz i was going to say something but as if you well, have what to-
1: i'll say about him, yeah. him is um if anyone remembers uh, indiana jones and the temple of june yes. he was short-round
2: yes Someone- and he was in the Gloonies as well I saw the post for that and they, they, they did a side by side comparison showing him when he was younger and showed Michelle Yeoh when she was younger. And I was like, I didn't even know he was short round, but yes, he is, absolutely. Uh, Eddie Redmayne in The Good Nurse, uh, Albert Schuch in All Quiet on the Western Front, and Michael Ward in Empire of Light. Uh, Best director, Edward Berger, All Quiet on the Western Front, Martin McDonough for Banshees of Sharon Park Chan-wook, Decision to Leave, Daniel Kwan, and Daniel Schnitt I'm, I'm pronouncing their name incorrectly, uh, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, Todd Field in Tar, and uh, Gina Prince-Bythewood, The Woman King. Uh, let's see, let's skip to something else uh best documentary okay so we'll do best documentary and then we can move on so best documentary all that breathes, all the beauty and the bloodshed fire of love moon age dream and navalny those are the best documentary nominees i've not heard of any one of them producer today you're more of a producer, uh, of a documentary guy have you heard of any of those documentaries Uh, No, not at all to be quite honest, Um, but
1: the thing about documentaries is that uh, a lot of the time you don't hear about them until sort of like they're either on television or they win an award and become talked about and then the documentary is everywhere for two or three months and then they disappear again. That's
2: true, that's true. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure they'll win the awards and then one of them might then just catch fire and then it's everywhere. So. Uh, What's we'll, we'll see. Anyway, so those are the nominations that have been released so far. We're at least I um, was literally reading them as they are being published uh, literally by the minute. So, yeah, um, I I think obviously everything, everywhere, all at once will most likely get um, a lot of awards on the technical side of things, as well as Michelle Yeoh is going to pick something from there. I think uh, um, Martin McDonough is most likely going to pick something for writing. Uh, I think original screenplay is going to be something that he gets and uh, maybe best actor, best actor is going to be between Austin Butler and Colin Farrell because Colin Farrell slays in that role, but um, Hey, I'm a huge fan of his anyway. So we'll see. But anyway, those are the nominations, the BAFTA nominations for 2023. Uh, I just read them off the in, uh, independent.co.uk website. Go check it out. Let us know what you think should win, shouldn't win, etc., etc. You're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Akko. And I'm producer Dave. And just before we jump into our spotlight section, um, the original topic that we were going to be talking about uh, before we found out about the BAFTA nominations uh, was Cosmo's release of the top... 20 most anticipated TV shows of 2023. So we're gonna rattle through some of these ones. Producer Dave, tell me if you've heard about these shows or if you are interested in it after I read to you what it's supposed to be. Okay, so let, here's here's the uh, here are the top 20 uh, most anticipated TV shows of 2023 as stated by Cosmo. Will Trent? Never heard of the show. Season one. It's coming out. It's from ABC. Uh, it's Karen Slaughter's novel, comes to life in this this brand new ABC series that should feel like every other crime show on TV, but manages to boost itself thanks to interesting characters, stellar acting, and the best dog on TV right now. I have no idea what that show is about. Have you ever heard of Will Trent? Nope. Okay, I might check it, it out later like a, It sounds like an update of Hooch well we'll see or or maybe um eddie from fraser has decided to have another job mm. yeah uh, <laughs> the next on the list is abbott elementary season two this i haven't watched but i i know about it it's uh it says here the emmy award winning series comes back with, with more heart bigger laughs and it takes us deeper into the lives of its public school teachers so it's kind of like modern family it's, it's in the form, the format is like Modern Family, The Office uh, and Parks and Rec, where it's a mockumentary film crew or documentary film crew following these uh, school teachers in this elementary school. And it's I came to hear about it because it's racking up a ton of awards. So uh, ugh, who knows? Uh, I do want to check it out, but I, I think it's on um, Paramount, Not Paramount. I know. I know it's going to be on one of the the other side channels that you can get. Uh, Amazon Prime will probably have it, uh, but yeah. So I might. Oh, Disney Plus, maybe. I'll check. I'll check Disney Plus just to see if it's there. Um, have you heard about the show? Is it something that you want to watch? It's on my list. It's on your list. Okay, we'll move to the next one then. Ghosts season two. Now they're saying ghosts because this is obviously an American website, uh, so they're talking about the American version of Ghosts. This is. Uh, the, the American version of the British show Ghosts, so the same name, same premise, everything. You have this young couple who move into uh, a house that they, a mansion that they've inherited. Uh, the the wife has inherited it from her, uh, you know, from some estranged family member, and she suffers a tiny little accident, and she can immediately see ghosts. She can see all the people who have died in that estate throughout the centuries so in the british version it's helmed by the 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 crew behind horrible histories which is why i watch it and i love that show i love ghosts uh, because the, the writing is just superb the acting is fantastic it's great it's 25 minutes of just giddy delight um, and then the american version kind I watched I watched the first full season there are about 12 episodes if I'm not mistaken it got me to about episode six before I could go okay I'm, I, I I'm I'm okay watching the rest of this show because for the first six episodes I was watching it. I just kept to say no, they did it better in the British version. No, they did the version better in the British version. But it's still, it's okay. It has its own unique charm about it that separates it from the British version. Producer Dave, have you seen either the British version or the American version of Ghosts? Nope, not either. Okay, so I think Paramount Plus is going to have this version, but you can watch the British version on iPlayer. Uh, it's it's great. Go check it out. I, l- I really enjoy it. Next one on the list. The Last of Us. This is the uh, the TV um, re- version of the popular game that came out a few years ago. Um, it stars Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey. Pedro Pascal from Mandalorian. We're talking about Mando earlier today. And uh, Bella Ramsey, you'll recognize her from Game of Thrones. Um, so it's, it's about these two. It's a post-apocalyptic world, and these two are, are basically together, uh, trying to navigate the post-apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic wasteland. Sheesh, I really can't talk today. Uh, it, it's been uh, eagerly anticipated for years. I am looking forward to watching this. I'm doing this episodically as well. We're doing it as a Friday night viewing, uh, the same way we did Mandalorian and She-Hulk when it came out, for, for my sense. So this is just going to erase that memory. Have you heard of The Last of Us? And are you eagerly anticipating watching this?
1: i've heard of it I, i'm not i'm not going to say that i'm eagerly awaiting watching it I'll, I'll look at uh what the reaction is first before deciding sure
2: it's it's on uh sky atlantic so you can catch if you have sky you can check it out if not um i, I don't know what other channels are going to have that uh okay so we'll skip some of the ones that are here that some of these ones i don't really care to talk about uh let's jump to Ooh wow there's a lot that's popped up on this list that i don't i do not really care about but this is one that's very interesting greece rise of the pink ladies season one is coming to paramount plus so obviously you know uh the the musical greece so this is focusing on the pink ladies so the gang that's uh, Sandy was had uh, not joined per se but yeah joined so that's what it's focusing on it says even uh, years after its big release Greece is the word but this time the Pink Ladies will have their chance to shine as fans head back in time to 1954 to figure out how this sisterhood got started so the origin of the Pink Ladies in Greece is that something you feel like you want to watch Bruce Dave? No <laughs> okay, fair enough. He, 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 he responded to that so violently. Said, no, I'm okay. No, that's definitely not. <laughs> All right, let's let's look at uh, well, let's look at two more, two more, and then we'll wrap up for, uh, where well, then we'll jump into the uh, spotlight. So, Queen Charlotte, a Bridgerton story. So, this is if you're fan of a fan of Bridgerton on Netflix. Uh, it says here, ever since Bridgerton premiered fans have been hoping for a look into the lives of Queen Charlotte, Lady Danbury, and Violet Bridgerton in their younger years. Luckily, Netflix is giving us exactly what we asked for. But as we already know, Queen Charlotte's love story doesn't necessarily have a happy ending. But what led them there? We'll have to watch to find out. Uh, Did you watch Bridgerton when it came out? Uh,
1: Bridgerton is one of those... um pseudo-upstairs-downstairs shows, isn't
2: it? No, no, uh, Bridgerton is more, uh, it focuses more on the upstairs. Uh, there's uh, uh, there's very little- I'm talking downstairs. about sort of like the upstairs, well, upstairs, downstairs in that era, you know? Um. Yeah, but it's it's more, I, I know what you mean. You, upstairs, downstairs, the closest I'll look at is something like Downton Abbey, right? So that's kind of upstairs, downstairs. So you have Downton Abbey, you have the other one, which is, oh, what is it? Um, there, there's one w- w- which is set in New York. Um, I think from the same person who did Downton Abbey, the name just escapes me, but it is kind of similar to the Upstairs, Downstairs. This is more focusing on, it doesn't, I, I don't, I, I've i seen a, uh, like four, four or five episodes of the first season and there's rarely any interaction. I mean, yeah, you do have them interacting with some of the people in the Downstairs bit, but it's not to do with them. It's to do more about the the dukes and the duchesses and their love life and all that kind of stuff. So it is more about the upstairs, if you will, but more about like you know the social lives of of those people trying to get whatever. Think of it like Pride and Prejudice, except with the rich folk. Yeah, um, doesn't really appeal. Okay, um, fair enough. I mean, hey, I, I like I said, I watched about five episodes into it. Uh, i i enjoyed the the gimmick i mean it's it's colorblind casting so um uh, queen charlotte is a is is a black lady so there's that um and they, they they incorporate a lot of like modern music into it so when the orchestra are playing they're playing i think there was one where at a ball it's a violin version of a maroon i should be so lucky is, 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 that, is that, I think some, are, are, are I'm joking, that? I was joking. No, no, it's not, you which know, so oh, you mean the Kylie Minogue thing. Ah, that <laughs> would be great. Um, but it's, it's, it's the kind of show that they would happily do something like that because it's very upbeat, it's very uh, cheerful and, and whatnot. So tongue in cheek, if you will. Um, I, I didn't get to finish the first season. I didn't watch the second season. This might be something I don't know if I'll get into, but hey, who knows. Anyway, last one before we jump into Spotlight is Gen V. So, this is a spin off from The Boys. And it says the gruesome and brutal prime video hit The Boys is expanding its universe even further with the new series that follows a younger generation of supes who are trying to survive in the Hunger Games style challenges at a superhero university. Now, if you followed me at all at any point, you know that The Boys is in my top 10 favorite shows of all time. I think that show crushes hard. I think it's good. It's great. It is fantastic. Um, this spinoff is something that I'm definitely going to dive straight into. Producer Dave, have you ever seen an episode of The Boys? And do you think Gen V, if you have, do you think Gen V is something you might want to look into?
1: Uh I have to say even though you ranted hard on it I, I still haven't watched what so what so uh, what yeah, I'm going oh. to have um, to yeah oh uh, you know it's one of those things let's not dwell too much on it we've got
2: uh, <laughs> we've got fair gen up fair enough well go ch- go check out the boys on Amazon prime and then go and check out gen v when it comes out, it says the there's a to be announced, it's going to be in 2023. There's no announcing date yet as to when it's coming out, but it's going to be on Prime anyway. So go check it out. You're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance Water 4.4 FM. This is Spotlight. <laughs> listening to shoot the breeze on resonance 104.4 fm i'm marcus Iacco. and i'm producer dave and you don't know the joy i feel in having this guest being our first of 2023 she is i've always i've described her as part of the furniture i've described her as part of the show she's basically been she's she's the she's the most returned guest and we will keep having that Constantly, if she wasn't so busy, she'd just be a co-host in this show as well. She's a filmmaker, a film festival director. Please tell us your name and wish us a merry new year in your lovely language. Mm
0: -hmm. Bonne année, shoot the breeze. Merci, Marcus. I am Gina Suru, and I am the executive director of the Paris International Film Festival. Today, I do not um, have the jury with me, but I have café. And there is a major strike in Paris here. So
2: there's and a strike Paul, like, in Paris. What what are they striking? What strike? Means what's what's the strike in Paris at the moment?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's always it's not about. Is there very strike. It's more what is the strike about this time? I'm not <laughs> yeah. even sure. I don't know. I think it's about. No, I think it's about. You know, it's always it's about negotiating. You know, we're very romantic, so it's very uh, it's tough love. You know, tough hey, love on everyone
2: it's spread across to the uk i mean a few weeks ago it was the rail strikes now it's the nurses striking it's everyone striking money because they write the cost of living increases and and you know companies and businesses don't want to not businesses per se but wages are being risen in accordance and so they're striking so uh at at the risk of planting my flag in a particular (laughs) political direction uh let's just say yeah, negotiations should occur so people can be treated correctly.
1: But the that's Paris not Paris strikes. What about. The Paris strikes are about the raise. Uh, it's, it's about the raise in uh, retirement age from sixty-two to sixty-four. I, I read that Ooh. on the news. Okay, so so it's, uh, it's from it's, so they. Producer Dave knows
2: more
0: than me about my own country now. But <laughs> that's very <laughs> it's very, that's, it's very that's, concerning. <laughs>
2: that's what producer Dave is there for. Producer yeah, like Dave is the, the voice of reason on this show. And I'm essentially the Alex Jones who just basically rant, rants off on, you know, ridiculous conspiracy theories and, and I rant and complain about She-Hulk and other types of shows and whatnot. That's my part and I play in this dynamic that we have. But Producer Dave is the one who calms me down and tells me that I'm running too long with my rambling. But thank you very much, Producer Dave, for letting us know what the Paris <laughs> Tracks are about. Uh, let us focus on what it is this show is about because we have the wonderful Jenna Suru in the uh, Zoom session with us. Miss you, Uh, Jenna. How was your Christmas? Let's start with that. How was your Christmas?
0: Oh, it was great. Uh, I love Christmas because it's the time we notify our filmmakers. (laughs) It may sound (laughs) good. Because you have to. We we are working throughout the holidays and, um, you know, and it's great because, I mean, what a better joy to start the new year every year than just talking about cinema and having an exciting event to look forward to. And especially as you, uh, you know, and producer Dave Marcus, you've been so supportive with the show during the two years of the pandemic. And they definitely were such a great experience. We learned so much, you know, we worked with Filmocracy, American platform to make the experience as interactive as possible. During the two years, massively improved the platforms together thanks to their engineers, and now we are back in person, celebrating literally, you know, all caught up in in the cinematic artistic joy to celebrate cinema at Le Champollion des Desigual. So it's we're very excited. That's what I can say.
2: That must be a great, it must be amazing to be able to give uh, as a Christmas present. Uh, acceptance into a film into your film festival. Merry Christmas. You are a part of my film festival. Oh, that's what I've always wanted. That's what I wrote to Santa. And so it's 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 good to hear that it's back in and uh, so for those people who don't know much about the Paris International Film Festival, give us straight away just a quick summary what it is, um, how it runs, what's the format and maybe even drop in some names of some of the previous winners uh, so that we can uh, we can revel in their success.
0: For sure, February 8th to the 15th, eight days of celebration here in Paris in the beautiful Quartier Latin, right by Notre Dame Cathedral. For those who have never been in Paris before, it's basically the heart of Paris in the center. And by the Seine. the cinema exists since the thirties. It's a, it's a historical cinema and actually the monument itself is historically classified. They usually, diffuse films from patrimoine. What a joy, you know, to be together celebrating cinema in such a historical place and also discussing new stories. Because as you know from being so supportive of our filmmakers for throughout the past couple of years, three years, we at the Paris International Film Festival really focus on new voices. As we said at Rendon's last edition, which I loved as we try when we can to attend. Um, there are not enough voices, you know. There are too many filmmakers. Uh, I think um, here in Paris we have uh, we are so lucky, you know, because we live in a beautiful city, very inspiring for many artists throughout the world. So we uh, see ourselves on top of, you know, obviously celebrating cinema, like a laboratory discussing. Um, the industry. So we're really excited this year to welcome new partners like ISN Network, who are studio level, and um, champion and help writers to be in touch and and grow their career in the studio industry or, you know, with partners and streaming platforms like Hulu, because we know this is really challenging today to find a fair space for everyone to tell these stories. Um, in terms of the competition this year, we are really pleased to welcome for the opening a French feature and an Australian feature, so it would be a beautiful celebration around Franco-international uh, friendship which will open with music, a little bit of uh, uh, artistic surprise on the Quai de Seine. The first French movie is called Pierre et Jeanne, by Clémentine Salarié, who is uh, an actress, extremely famous in France, especially in TV, and she's fabulous. This is her debut feature as a director, uh, produced by Sazia Films, Mathieu Rubin, followed by The Big Kitty, after the Q&A with the cast and the crew, and of course Clémentine and Mathieu, we will follow The Big Kitty, which we already selected. Uh, And on the back of that, uh, the film was uh, selected at Cannes in the Cinefield section. So it will be not our midnight screening, more like the 10 p.m. screening. Uh, So this is how it's gonna start.
2: And that's, that's fantastic that you're now moving into the physical world. Um, are you still having the virtual format as well because obviously during the, the pandemic when we couldn't go into, into the cinemas we couldn't meet as you said it was a great way of actually setting it up where it was everyone could log on online and virtually walk through the map and go to a cafe go to different rooms and have conversations with filmmakers and, and discuss and film audiences and then go into the, the cinema and watch whichever short films or feature films that were on there are you still having the virtual element as part of the project or is it now fully physical
0: this is how much of a great host you are Marcus you are almost making me miss the two past edition seriously we had so much fun I mean and I'm really we're very thankful because filmocracy have been incredible you know and and it really put us together filmmakers you know you know Nora Lacoche Uh, You mentioned past winners, she has, um, she picked up five awards for CREAM, which on the back of uh, its uh, screening at Paris uh, was distributed on HBO, it's now streaming on HBO Hungary, and it's the circle of life as Her daughter, who is the the daughter in the film, the lead female young protagonist, is gonna try to attend the festival because she studies in France, and it's very important for us, you know, uh, to welcome professionals. Uh, Our cinema is uh, situated Rue des Écoles, you know, in 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 French it means uh, uh, the street of schools, and there are many uh, cinematic and creative schools around. It's very important for us. So talking about these two years. um, we learned a lot, TIFF reached out to us, attended, amazing. It's been a, a great movement of solidarity. And, and th- frankly, it was a lot of fun. I mean, right, Marcus, you were there. I think producer Dave was also around. And uh, and it really, it was a great experience. We it just put us closer in a way, you know, which is pretty incredible considering the time. This year, all in person, but Actually, there's a little bit of a part of a festival which already happened because we, um, we pre-recorded a virtual roundtable uh, with the programmers, festival directors of Tribeca, San Luis Obispo, and a festival in the Netherlands, which is called Movies That Matters, which focuses on human rights movies. And see, the irony of it is that this virtual roundtable, which will be uh, released this week, uh, can stream it on youtube on the festival page uh, it's all about the in-person experience so we are literally gathering around the virtual roundtable to explain why you, you must come in person because everything is in person this year you know
2: yes we're advertising this this is the format that we're chatting but don't ignore this format come and meet me in person and i have, exactly. to, be, I have to be honest i do i do prefer the in-person meets because you're there you can chat to people you can move around you can you know the smells and the music and everything else is all is all in the air right and it's in it's all a part of the experience that's a lot that you you lose if it's just strictly virtual you're in your own office in your own room and yes you might have a drink with you and play music in the background but it's not the same it's better to be there in person Now, just for people who may have missed this at the beginning, you're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Ako. And I'm producer Dave. And we have with us film director and executive, uh, uh, executive director, executive producer of Paris International Film Festival, which is your title for Paris International Film Festival?
0: My grand title, I don't know, I'm the founder, you know, it's Your founder, the, the
2: founder <laughs> of Paris International Film Festival, Jenna <laughs> Suru, is talking about the, the Paris International Film Festival, which is going to be starting again in February. It, you run those dates by us again, is it the 8th to the 15th?
0: Absolutely. If you want to see the selection
2: and also just just
0: want to reach out because what we want is to get to you as fast as possible always uh, parisintelfest.com we have social media feel free to reach out um i also really want to uh mention something i think i uh, think it's important uh, uh we at the festival uh welcome everyone so um mostly professionals and students but equally very professionals you know, even if sometimes uh, some of the work is a work in progress but still we uh, we really believe that independence and education are uh, are key to uh, elevate the debate uh, to have more voices it's important to offer a, a fair space and I think it's exciting because we love the UK so much you know we have British film screening this year and um, of course British cinema is, is wonderful so I think if you plan to attend the festival, feel free to reach out and feel free to also just kind of um, learn, you know, experience the festival. We're here in Paris. Uh, As you said, Marcus, like it's a whole experience. It's a whole, um, it's basically, we see ourselves almost like a little village a laboratory where you can grow your projects very hands-on, you know, very, uh, it's exciting also to mention some of our partners like Post TV, they are British and they also were showcased at Rendance. They're gonna uh, teach us about the future of film financing because independence is so important, but it's also very difficult. So I guess the message is, uh, please feel free to reach out. You know, even if you feel you know, you're far from the city or, uh, uh, and I know uh, this year it's only happening in person, but uh, equally, if you cannot move for any reason, please feel free to reach out because we always uh, make sure to be as inclusive as we can and to help as much as we can. Just like you guys, you guys are That's, very
2: supportive. Uh, absolutely. To be honest, the, the, the one one of the we we love supporting all the stuff that you do, um, and one of the reasons why we uh, we definitely enjoy supporting Paris International Film Festival is you give us access to a ton of talented filmmakers who we interview who we're going to be interviewing over the next few weeks leading up to the to the festival itself and through the festival so that we can introduce a lot of people to their work um people I remember having met from the festival uh, uh Serena Ryan and Ethan Iskow with uh, high high score um we uh, loads of people who've popped up the, the names of different films. Just sk- uh, Pioneers in Skirts, that, you know, that film was great. Um, uh, it will be all- our
0: Valentine special this year, if I may. Uh, Would- because okay. United, Yes, February 14th, uh, the United Nations France uh, are also participating, you know, uh, with a panel. And Ashley Maria, the director of the film you just mentioned, Marcus, is taking the trip to Paris for the
2: European premiere. That is fantastic. You see, that's great. You you bring back all of the old all the old school uh, to come back in and we're going to be doing the same thing. We're going to be interviewing a whole bunch of filmmakers across the weeks leading up to it. Um now Jenna, just before we even mention any of the people before we do any of the interviews, you've seen the films that are there. Which ones in particular? You can you can show your preference if you want to right now. You should do that. In fact, I would recommend highly that you do that because they're not going to hear this. They're going to start listening for their own shows from next week onwards. Who do you really like from the film ah! you've seen so far? And you're like, if this film doesn't win, uh, you know, the, 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 the festival should be canceled and should never happen again. And everyone should quit their jobs because this film is great. So give us some of your favorites.
0: I'm not allowed to say favorites because <laughs> honestly, but, but I'm going to say, I will say this. I want to mention two shorts. If you ask me for a preference, let's highlight on a short, why not? Uh, Irreverence, Cheyenne O'Connor, sent her screenplay, short screenplay, 2022, selected at the festival, got funding and producer in the selection, was awarded at Paris, and this year she sent the film. It's a longer short, and they, they, they made it and it was selected. It's screening on Friday, February 10th. You see, Marcus, this is how good I know my schedule. I don't even need my notes.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> Off the top of the head, just straight away, you had the bio, you had everything. This is why you are progressing in where you're supposed to be doing, and I'm here interviewing you, uh, the, 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 the founder of uh, Paris International Film Festival. So that's running from the 8th of February to the 15th of February, where else would you want to spend Valentine's Day except the the City of Love in Paris at the Film Festival, so go and do that get in touch with uh, Jenna and the (laughs) the Paris International Film Festival, what was the website again, the social media tags for Paris International Film Festival? Please,
0: yes, please reach out anytime, everything is there, you can uh, access parisintelfest.com and social media Facebook, Instagram, or if you're still a Twitter person, you know, we're also there. Paris Intel Fest.
2: <laughs> All right. Producer Dave has a question. Go for it.
1: Hi, Jenna. I just want to know, one of the people I interviewed last year, Maria Brendel, she came along with a film, a short film called Alukachu, which was nominated in the Oscars best short last year. Have we heard anything? Have you heard anything from her? Is she going to be at this this year's festival?
0: You see- I wanted to, Marcus asked me for my highlights, so I was going to talk about this one as my second highlight, but Marcus, cut me straight. I'm sorry,
2: I'll tell you what, I will be quiet, so please tell us about your (laughs) second highlight of this, this year's Paris International Film Festival.
0: I wanted to mention Irreverence and I also wanted to mention Maria's film, Maria Brendels. It's a Swiss short. It's a longer short. If my memory is correct, it's 47 minutes long and it will be closing the festival on February 15th. We are waiting to hear back actually if um, the cinematographer can attend because we wanted, uh, we were brainstorming with a technical partner here and we were excited to see if we could have uh, also discussion about technicity uh, and image. So um, yes, it will be closing the festival on the 15th at 11.30 at Le Champollion. Most screenings are happening there and it will be uh, followed uh, after uh, discussions by uh, the Remise des Prix the awards. We love A La an English take and run not only because it it was nominated last year at the academy awards what an achievement uh, also because uh, uh, the story behind the making of this film is just incredible and um, and i think we said it all it's always about the future so definitely we are, we are really excited about uh, the collaboration uh, we have with Swiss films and we really thank them for all very good guidance and uh, we can only uh, congratulate uh, Maria Brendel and we're excited to,
2: to see uh, what she has cooking for the coming months. Uh, it, 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 that's a measure of uh, Paris International Film Festival, the fact that it, within three years, you're already having Oscar nominees uh, on, in, your, in your list and again having watched some of the contenders in previous uh years they're going to be far more as the years go by we're going to have a lot of them popping up left right and center and uh yeah we we want to still be here with you obviously in paris as well because this year yes yes, we're trying 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 to get producer dave producer dave is the one who's holding things up he doesn't want He's say he's saying. he's like look I have some things i need to try and get sorted out so i'm not going to paris you're not going to paris so i can't go to paris without producer dave so maybe next ah, year
0: perfect perfect so i have to save two seats for you and producer dave correct
2: we'll we'll, we'll, we'll see maybe next yeah, year we might. yeah we'll organize it for next year we'll start planning from now next year we're going to be there in person we're going to do all our interviews and everything uh and uh and, and yes from from Paris, the city of love. So, uh, Jenna Suru, just your—we've talked about the um, about the film festival. Let's talk about you as a filmmaker, because you, first and foremost, film director. What is what is going on so far with your projects uh, that aren't to do with the film festival?
0: Yes and I really want to um to thank our jury too because you mentioned you know the nominations at the Academy Awards and obviously I think they're being announced literally now so um you know I really want to thank uh, our amazing jury because uh, we really are professionals um kind of in a way lobbying to this industry to make it uh, um, more interesting. And as a filmmaker myself, as we are pretty much all uh, professionals, right? Marcus, you're also a stand-up comedian and, uh, and a, a writer. Um, I, um, I'm really excited because, uh, you know, uh, of course uh, my film, uh, the documentary, Saint-Tropez asked me to write it is still screening until March. So there is still time to catch it in Saint-Tropez. And it's an important tribute to uh, an actor we love so much. So I'm, I'm very thankful for that and aside of this the TV pilot I wrote during the pandemic which you guys know was optioned is now in production so now really um, the project I'm focusing on is for the love of music so I'm in talks with producers and you know we are, we're in the middle of developing it and I'm very excited I think uh, uh, there is a great time now for uh, for comedy and romantic comedy because uh, we I, I don't know, I feel, I feel comedy and, uh, and also music because cinema is a relatively younger art compared to music, frankly. Even on the topics of inclusion, we're, we're like babies, you know, <laughs> we're trying. Um, but um, I think, um, yes, I'm excited about this project because um, uh, it's in development. So uh, I, feel, um, I feel it's always about the future. So for the love of music, coming soon.
2: That's and as soon as it comes out, you need to be back here talking to us about it, so that we can talk. We can. I don't know, Marcus. I mean, oh.
0: maybe. I'm, I'm. not sure.
2: <laughs> I, I understand. I, I understand. I you'll be get way a too important to talk with you, guys. <laughs> you, you You'll be way too important for us. You would you, As soon as that comes out, it'll be. If nah, you come so to I,
0: Paris during the festival, then maybe, maybe. Oh but wow! Secret so nego- and
2: the negotiator is like, if you if you come to me and you but, come to, to do the interview with exactly. me in person, other than exactly. that, I can't give you five minutes. Finally, okay.
0: Marcus. Marcus, after three years, you are finally understanding how these things work. I mean,
2: I'm a very slow learner, as producer but, Dave would tell you. So it's, it's a case where you have to tell me over and over again. And yes, I understand. That's exactly what's going to happen. So now I get it. Now I get it. We'll thank get you. To Paris thank you. We'll do the interviews there. So nice we, we, we're gonna we're gonna organize for the next few weeks coming, it's gonna be from now until uh, until end of February. It'll be a case where we'll get all of the well, as many of the filmmakers who are in the Paris International Film Festival interviewing them, giving them little spotlight segments, talking about their film, what inspired them. What kind of work they've done and what they're going to do in the future, and also what we're going to do is we're reaching out to some of the old guard from Paris International Film Festival, and we'll get them back on and we'll chat to them. We, you know, sort of a retrospective. So we remember speaking to you two years ago. Where is the project now, and so on. So we'll uh, we'll get back in touch and see how we're going with that. And definitely, definitely, producer Dave is going to need to. I'm going to need to convince him so we can come to Paris. And come and see uh and so let, let me let me ask, let me wrap up with this one question and then we can we can end the show for t- for, for this week. So Genesis, while we're in Paris, of of course, obviously, you know, the the film festival will be a place to go and see. But for people who've never been to Paris, such as myself, where would you recommend that when we're not watching a movie, we can go to enjoy Paris in its uh you know, in its finest form?
0: In its finest form, I will definitely recommend on the Friday, February 10th, the production forum, uh, it's a huge forum where virtually all the French industry professionals attend uh, a lot traveling from far. Uh, and uh, just like our filmmakers, they are granting us space so we can go with our filmmakers, have, you know, a special access to uh, to to meet with them because it's, it's, I can hardly think of a better way in a few hours to just understand the French avenues. We are very lucky in France, many public incentives, a few private, and also obviously the, the rebate, which is automatic. So, and uh, the beautiful uh, help of... Uh, of everyone in this country. It's like everyone is in love with, with art. It's beautiful to witness. Um, aside of this, we have granted a lot of time for visits. Uh, even the neighborhood where we are situated, I mean, you know, Notre Dame, Café the Ile Saint-Louis. So uh, this is also why I guess we're opening in music. It will be a good way to uh, meet with each other and for filmmakers also to meet with each other's team and, and discuss and take it from there.
2: It's honestly, I, producer Dave. I don't know why you don't want to go to Paris, but obviously the fact that we, you know, it's it's all good. It's fine. We will we'll wait till you're ready, and then we can go. We can I head think up. producer
0: Dave is nervous. <laughs> yeah, the, pra-
1: producer pra- Dave has been to Paris before and doesn't mind going back again. So yeah,
2: pr- you know. pr- producer Dave is like, don't blame me. It's you and your issues. Exactly. It's fine. We, we, will, we will organize, we will structure, and trust me, when we get oh. to Paris, we're gonna be, we're gonna raise up so much hell while we're there. They, they're gonna ban yes. us from going to Paris. Uh, producer David will be, you've been here before, you're never coming back again. <laughs> you, this is your first time, this is your last time coming to Paris because of how much hell we're gonna raise when we're there. You're welcome. You've been listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I want to thank everybody who's tuned in to listen to us, uh, rabbit on about a whole bunch of stuff, and bringing to you breaking news like the Paris International Film Festival. Uh, I want to thank thank Jenna Suru. Thank you very much for constantly saying yes whenever we invite you to come onto the show. Uh, It's always a pleasure for you to come on. Um, and I'm going to thank Resonance FM. So Jenna, you don't know this, but Resonance FM, they don't listen to us at all. So, and it's a good thing because if they listened to any of our shows, they would have canceled us by now. So that's, you know, it's good. they Carry on not listening, except this one episode, because yes. they need to come to Paris International Film Festival. I bet they Film do now.
0: I bet they do listen to this one. I'm sure. I bet yes. they'll be the exception.
2: This one and the next few episodes. And then as soon as Paris International Film Festival uh, finishes, they need to switch off and no longer listen to us. <laughs> because I'll be ranting too much and then that will be it. Uh, so this has been Shoot the Breeze on Res- Resonance 104.4 FM. I have been Marcus E. Ako, and I'm still producer, Dave. And we've been interviewing...
0: Genestirou from the Paris International Film Festival. Thanks so much for being our, our trusted partners. on this.
2: We, we, We're happy to carry on doing it until you decide that you no longer want to chat to us. And uh, <laughs> we can be pretty soon, so it's okay. We want to say thank you all very much for listening.
1: And speak to you all next time.
2: Goodbye. How do you oh, how do you say
1: goodbye in, in French? You say bon, um,
2: au, revoir, au revoir. Au revoir.
1: I knew that.
2: I knew that. But I've just been yeah, forgetting words today, so. Au revoir! Yeah. Au revoir. Let me try
1: to say it in nice tone because it,
0: it works better.
2: Au revoir. <laughs> au revoir. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.